You've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Hello, brother. Listen, it's <laughs> brother to brother. You know, we are doing the, the really good podcast this evening. Well, today, yeah. this afternoon, whatever you're listening to, we are back in my mind. And I'm joined by my wonderful brother who's agreed to help me discuss and navigate the, the many heights and uh, what is it? Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys of the gaming and music industry, I would say. So yes. but why don't you tell the, you know, my large and ever-increasing fan base a little bit about about Sam, about like what like movie influences you have, what games influence you have, and and you can well, tell about your job if you want. A bit of well, free promotion for your workplace. <laughs> well, hello all. My name is Sam and I am living in Canberra. Good old Canberra. Lovely place to be. Um, I, uh, I work at a, at a bar. Great bar. Pretty good bar, I would say. But not bad. Um, and I, uh, I do enjoy a good video game and music and movies and discussing them in length with my younger sibling. So, yeah, that's about it yeah. for me. Well, I so. think we, we should point out that uh, Sam and I have, we've definitely had a very interesting journey in our way through, you know, our kind of favourite films and how we kind of got started was we're from a, a smaller town and there's never much to do in a small town except um, watch movies or what, play well, sport. Well, exactly. It's either, well, play sport, watch movies, or make movies. Yeah. Make movies, skateboard movies. Ah, like jackass type movies and stuff like that. We all enjoyed doing that and causing a bit of ruckus in our heyday. (laughs) Yeah, to say the least. To say the least, we caused... A bit of ruckus, and we did did some silly things that we probably should never have done. But that is the journey of life, is it not? Yeah, it is. I think we've done pretty well to get to where we are. I mean, yeah. like like most people, you know, we all have misspent youth, and um, I'm I'm quite happy with how mine turned out. Though for all the things that happened to me, like when I was younger, I wouldn't change them. No, no. I mean, oh. Why would you? We had a great upbringing. Yeah, we exactly. Did, mm. We did a lot. We both played sport. We both played, both sort of followed in each other's footsteps a little bit. So, yeah, I would say so. I think that's what makes a good, um, or makes, you know, any siblings or any family is that you both, whether you're younger by three years or you're younger by 10 years, is that. Um, yeah. somewhere along the line, you, you know, we both start to take after each other, 
you know, do things yeah. that you're interested in or I do things that, you know, vice exactly. versa. What, is it? what am I trying Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, even yeah. with our jobs, really, I mean, even when I was like working, you're working as a bartender. And when I moved down to Canberra, I ended up working as a bartender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. And when you were like a DJ with our pop, I, I wanted to do that. <laughs> you ended up becoming a DJ. So yeah. we, all sort, oh, we all sort of follow in the footsteps of someone in front of us, I would say. Well, yeah. Well, look, now I'm a chef and then you got your ticket. Well, yeah, now I'm a chef. <laughs> but yeah. you're a chef by choice. I'm a chef by necessity. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess well, life is full of necessities and luxuries. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So that is true. That is born true. out of choice. Well, I definitely wanted to be a chef. I didn't want to be a chef, and I didn't want to have. I mm, how would I say it? I I wanted to be a chef, but I didn't want to be a. I didn't want to be a chef when I was younger. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because well, no. we've all got aspirations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I I can't say when I finished high school that I was going to be a full time bartender and work in the hospitality industry. There was no way. I had aspirations to be either filmmaker or yep. working in forensics. Yeah, and I do neither. <laughs> <laughs> well look this is the start this is the start I mean all it takes is you know a Martin Scorsese or a George Lucas well, or well, Spielberg well, yeah. to tune into the My Mind podcast and hear these two aspiring <laughs> we could be the next Wachowski brothers or Russo yes. that's true that is true <laughs> we just got to figure it out oh look we always talked about one day if we ever had the opportunity of making a movie together or writing a script together or some something like that. Yeah, I think I th- I think we we would we're still in like the very pre-production for all you fans out there. We're we're in very pre-production stages. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I wrote a script once. Yeah. With that um with that cousin which wasn't very yeah. good. And I did not read that script. If I'm no. going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'll send you, the, I'll, I'll email you the story like off air <laughs> and you can read it. And you can tell yeah. me, mind you, I wrote this when I was 16, 17, I think. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's only a short story. I won't send you the script version because it's quite, it's not very good, the script version. But, but anyway, talking oh. about scripts, I think it's, it's very well noted that you and I, um, if we're not, the biggest and greatest Tarantino fans. We're definitely fans of his work. We definitely are. We are definitely both fans of Mr. Tarantino. And I would, sure. I would dare say that one of the first Tarantino films we've seen, it would either be um, Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. Um, maybe... Maybe for you it was, but I I seem to always remember when Kill Bill came out. As the yeah, very first for sure. Sort of 
introduction to Tarantino. Yeah. And us being too young to be able to rent it from one yeah. of the blockbuster. Yeah. This then I <laughs> way back when. And yeah, I think that was like my first exposure to Tarantino was Pulp Fiction. And then it sort of rolled on from there. Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. Kill Bill, sorry. Kill Bill. Yeah. And then it sort of rolled on from there. And then we went, sort of went back, watched Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, and then sort of the love affair came from there. Yeah, I think so. I think, because I, I definitely remember watching Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction in um, um, at Piper Street, when we lived in Piper Street. I remember yeah. watching it. I remember that because I remember that was the first R-rated movie that I'd sat the whole way through because I'd, I'd yeah. seen, I think Scarface was like, I'd, Scarface was R-rated, but the TV version was like MA. <laughs> so yeah. it, didn't, it didn't officially count as like the first R-rated movie I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, sorry, yeah. go. No, no. It, yeah. Like the TV versions of R-rated films are just stupid. Well, they, they should are. never do it. They no, should never they should, do it. Especially in a primetime slot, like 8.30. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily these days, but back when we were younger, like Sunday night, 8.30 or Friday, 8.30 or Saturday, 8.30. That was like primetime viewing. You know, they always had a feature film or yeah. like a, a double movie, you know? Yeah. They always and, had quality ones. And they were the days where you had your VHS, and yep. you'd record it, and then you had to <laughs> yep. the ad, pause it, and then unpause it so you didn't record the ads while you were watching the movie. Yeah, because no one wants a carpet choice ad halfway through a movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, like, my memories of, like, movies in general is Back to the Future Part 2. On VHS, yeah. yeah, that our old man sat up because we would had to go to bed, and he sat up and recorded it with no ads, <laughs> and it was great. Yeah, it was great. But the only problem with movies on TV is that they cut parts out because of the ads. Well, they and do. Actually, That's they right. You'll actually miss in total five minutes of a film because of the ads. And it's all, well, they always break it on like a point where they think it's like ad appropriate. So when the screen goes black or when they, they ended on a cliffhanger and then when they come back, they've already said the cliffhanger part and you come in halfway through, you know, or you come into not a black screen. (laughs) Well, yeah. Do you think that, like when they're doing it at say these major networks, do you think it's like the ads are time coded into like the movie or do you think there's a dude like reverse to what we're doing at home by stopping the recording to not get (laughs) someone Um, in the movie playing an ad and then replaying the movie? Well, you know what? I think it's all time coded. I think it is. I think they cut all the ads into it. Because when you because there's it, no way there's no way someone's sitting there no and you gotta remember it's like when you watch the football right and then when they used to have ads in the football 
before they just decide to make it, oh, it's all going to be live and we'll only put an add-on after someone scores. Yeah, yeah. But it's all about who pays the biggest bucks to have their ads on during prime time. Yeah, of course. So there'd be a guy there who has to make a digital version and then cut it at a certain time, put in all the ads so that it runs for two minutes and then cut the movie back in and then do it all again. So it's the same when you work at a movie cinema. You have to cut in all the... Um, on the film, or back in the day, on the film film reel, you had to put all the ads and movie trailers all came on film. So you had to stitch it all together. And if you go further back when you had intermissions, they have to cut in ads in the middle of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that... put in a put in a 10 minute long bloody intermission banner in the film. So like... I, th- I think that is probably just like a little bit, not off topic, but like a tangent. Yeah. I think that yeah. is like the best thing about like when Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did their um, Grindhouse production Yeah, was that they both put intermission times in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I th- I, it's just the coolest thing to see in a movie is just, it's so retro and they're all done in, um, um, it was filmed in like the smaller, it's like the smaller lens. Yeah, yeah. So it's meant so to it was widescreen. Yeah, it's meant <laughs> to replicate the old drive-in cinemas. Yeah, and it definitely is, did. Yeah, but see, I love the grind. I love Grindhouse. I love Death yeah. Proof, and I love yeah. Planet Terror. I think and I'm more. Favorite. I think Death Proof is probably. Death Proof is probably my favorite Tarantino movie. Yeah. Because I love Kurt Russell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, like, if you look at all of Tarantino's films, a lot of people rate Death Proof as one of his bottom two films. Yeah, one of his worst. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. But and that's it- because everybody who went and watched Grindhouse didn't realize it was a double feature. So they watched Planet Terror and they left. Do you think it was an under-advertised, like, production? You would think that Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino, like, that puts bums on seats already. But do you think people thought it was, like, the Sin City vibe where it was, like, Tarantino guest-directed a movie, uh, like, a short? Yeah, I don't think people thought it was a double feature. Or that the cinemas weren't telling people, oh, this is a double feature, you get two movies. For the price of one. <laughs> you get a movie a by Robert Rodriguez, who is a oh, yeah. great director. Yeah, he is. And you get a movie by Tarantino, who is one of the what top ten greatest directors in cinema. I'd put him top five. Okay. You in say top five. List, I would say yeah. top five. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you'd say he's a top ten um screenwriter as well like he is yeah he is well he can write i think he writes dialogue the best yeah i think he the way he writes dialogue it's like he without having any pre-existing knowledge to knowing any of the people that he writes for he knows how they how they should speak and how that character should speak and their kind of range you know and he really he really nails it which is obviously 
what you want. <laughs> you know, last thing you want in a film is when the, there's no like the only chemistry they have is like physical and not yeah. like emotional chemistry, yeah. which I think Tarantino brings. Mm. Like look yeah. at the, like going on Kill Bill, look at like the, the chemistry that Uma Thurman had with um, David Carradine's character. Yeah. Even though you only seen David Carradine for like, what, like 10 minutes on, on screen, mm. you, can, you can feel how much love and like, um, uh, I guess distaste <laughs> like Uma Thurman has for him and yeah. how much he still like really likes her. Yeah, no, that's true. That mm. is true. I don't think any, like, there's not many directors that kind of capture that. Yeah, and and look what he does. He takes these well, well-established actors and then puts them into movies that you'd say they they wouldn't typically do. It's a bit left field for him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like you look at, I say, Inglorious Bastards and Brad Pitt and the whole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's a he's a Nazi hunter. Like, yeah, he a, is. He's a good but a bad guy. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And but have you like you know the story about how um, Tarantino convinced him to do it? Look, I think I do. But I think the the audience at home might not know. Well, so, or if they're in their car, or if they're on a jog, or well, if they're sitting down eating dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so, Quentin Tarantino writes Inglorious Bastards, and he has eyes for certain actors to play certain roles. It's like that with every film he has ever done. Mm, of so, course, Reservoir Dogs. He had a certain plan. And um, and then same with Pulp Fiction and same for Kill Bill and everything. So he wanted Brad Pitt to play Aldo Rain in Inglorious Bastards. He had no other options for anybody else but Brad Pitt. I mean, he's an obvious choice. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you can't see him playing. You can't see anybody else in that role, really. Nah, he wouldn't be good as, you know, like Till Schreiger's character, the strong, silent type. Yeah. So he goes, so Brad Pitt at that time is living in Italy, I believe. I think, yeah, he was living in Italy. Tarantino goes to his house with the script and a bottle of wine. Start drinking, (laughs) they start talking. And then, end of the night, Tarantino goes, I've got this script. It's called this, about this. It's about the Jews and the Nazis and the Jew hunter and all this and whatever. He's like, I want you to play a Nazi killer. Okay. (laughs) Brad Pitt's like, oh, I've got to think about this. No, 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 don't think about it. He goes, no, no, I've got to think about it. Tarantino goes, oh, hang on, let me open another bottle of wine. Just gets Brad Pitt drunk, drunk, and then Brad Pitt basically is. Next day, Tarantino calls him and goes, "Right, it's glad to have you on board for this uh, movie." And Brad Pitt go, "Did I accept this?" <laughs> now, you, you need to read the script, and we start pre-production in two months, and that is how 
He did it. <laughs> Man, well, that's ultimately a good way. Oh, yeah. Skip the agent, skip everything, just go straight yeah. to the source. Well, you know, scripts get lost in, to agents, from what I know. I mean, not yeah. many has been thrown my way, but from what I understand from watching Entourage. <laughs> yeah. Well, you look at it now, and they are great friends. And then, like, going into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Brad Pitt. Oh, hang on, hang on. I I know I'm a big Tarantino fan, but I haven't found the time to watch it, so don't spoil anything. Okay, I'm not going to spoil anything, okay? Not going to spoil Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, okay? But he gets Brad Pitt for Inglourious Bastards, then he gets him to come back. And says, I want to do this movie about this. You're going to play a stuntman. And he sends Brad Pitt 10 movies to watch. <laughs> and says, just watch him. You've got to watch him because this is what your character is going to be all about. And Brad Pitt goes, okay. And he watches them all. And then he, he, then he understands how Tarantino is thinking. Yeah, goes, yeah. Well, I know how to do this. And then look what happened. He gets an Oscar out of it. Well, he does, yeah. Well, I don't think he was getting it for like 10 days in Tibet or like whatever that movie was. What was like the other, there was like, it was like 10 days in Tibet and then there was like another movie he got nominated for. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what he got. I'm pretty sure it was like when he was like the California kid going to find himself in Tibet and he comes across a young Dalai Lama. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got, are you looking it up? I am looking it up. Hold on. Yeah, nice. Well, I'll just bang on a little bit. Yeah. I think, um, well, like the track record of like really, really good and like notable actors to like the audiences, the general audience, you know, the Joe, Joe and Jane citizens of the world, like their general consensus and what, you know, they describe as like well-known actors. Like a lot of them don't have the Academy or Oscar recognition or even like Screen Actors Guild awards, you know, like. Yeah. You know, it, it takes a, it, it sometimes takes these actors like a long time to really even think about getting nominated. Like Mark Wahlberg doesn't have one, I'm confident. No. Um, no, didn't Mark Wahlberg get nominated for um, The Fighter? The Fighter, yeah. Yeah, no. No, did he not? No. Nah. Nah. Uh, okay. Amy Adams and, and Christian Bale. Um, Christian Bale won, yeah. And the mum, whoever played the mum, Mark Wahlberg's mum in the movie, she got nominated as well, I think. Okay. So Brad Pitt has been a Best Supporting Actor in 96 for 12 Monkeys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he was Best Actor in 2009 and 12 for The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Oh, yeah. How did I forget that? And Moneyball. Oh, yeah. Did he win it for Moneyball? No. He was only ever nominated. He's only... Who won the one for Moneyball? Joni Hill. Uh... He got best of the I think. Uh... Uh... No. No. I put Joni Hill won, a... won an award for... Um... Uh, what is it? Uh... Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Nah. Nah. Because that, that's where Leo got snubbed and, like, Scorsese yeah, yeah. got snubbed because, like, because of who they were portraying. 
They were sn- okay. they were like more than happy to nominate them, but they weren't going to give them the award. Okay, so Moneyball yeah. was only nominated and never won, didn't win an award. Yeah, but Jonah Hill won. No, so yeah. Money, Moneyball received six Academy nominations, including Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor. It doesn't say it won. Yeah, right. Ah, you must have won then. Why am I thinking that? I don't know. Maybe you did win it for Wolf of Wall Street then. Yeah, hang on. I'll look up Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, look up Jonah um, Yeah. <laughs> you know, a bit of a tangent, but that's all right. Look, I think, yeah, a lot, a lot of people... But I think the, the perception of the Oscars, you know, like it, it holds a lot of weight for like the guys that are watching cinema all the time. Like for Joe Blow Average, like Morgan Freeman winning an Oscar for like a long time, a long came the spider or the color of purple or um, what's, what's the other film that he's in like seven, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't yeah. carry a lot of weight with like, you know, normal everyday folk. But, like, for us, like, it means a lot. It, may, it actually, like, means a lot in, like, the credibility of, like, these actors and directors and writers. Like, yeah. like Chloe Zhao, I wouldn't have faith in her to direct the new, like, Marvel Eternals movie unless she, you know, if she was just some no-name director that I'd never heard of, I would have no faith. But because yeah. she's got that little bit of ticket on her name, I've got like a little bit more faith. Oh, okay. You can't you can't say you don't have faith, right? Yeah, but if I don't know her, if I don't know a body of work. Yeah. But like before okay, before the Russos took over and did Civil War, mm. what did they do before that? They did Yeah, no, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> exactly. And, but then they do Civil <laughs> War and then they do the next Avengers. Yeah, but that's almost not up. fair, man, because there's two of them. <laughs> okay. you can, but you can only compare like brothers and brothers or sisters and brothers. Like you can c- compare the Wachowski brothers to Ethan and Joel Cohen and you can compare Ethan and Joel Cohen to the Russo brothers. Yeah, okay. So, well, okay. <laughs> so let's take... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, let's leave brothers out of it and let's say <laughs> Tyker directs. Oh, yeah, Wakiti. Yeah, 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 yeah. Directs for Ragnarok. Before that, yeah. what movie he, can you know? Um, what We Do in the Shadows. Um, uh, no, I know, I know there's another one. He did like another indie film that I've seen. Yeah, where the wild things are. Oh, where the wild things are. That's it. Yeah, but, with James Gandolfini, one of his last films. Yeah, that, that was um, Sam Neill, who's the New Zealand film made in New Zealand. Was James where the wild, in that? Where the wild things are. The song about the kid going to like the monster land. No, 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 no. What's that film called? That was the kids book. Yeah, I think that's right. Hang on. Maybe James Gandolfini. Gotten... <laughs> maybe I've gotten I... the wrong. Because I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Taiki was, was like, I don't think he directed that. Now that I'm thinking about no, it. No, I don't know. He directed a new 
a film, a New Zealand film with Sam Neill and uh, the New Zealand kid out of um, uh, Deadpool 2. Yeah, yeah. No, it is called it is called Wild Things or something like that. Oh, Hunt for the Wilder People. <laughs> yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So before that, like before he did four. He did what we do in the shadows. <laughs> and that was a good film, man. That's like one of my favorite, like New Zealand kind of indie. Do you remember that film? Yeah. But it's about the vampires. It's a good one. Anyway. He didn't have the big backing behind him, did he? Yeah, true, true. Like he he didn't have the big backing. And he took what was uh, how do you say? Keep going. You've got uh, it. You've got no, this. No, he did. He didn't have the big star power behind him before he went and did four. Okay, he was an indie. Yeah, he an was indie filmmaker. Yeah. So to say, because we've gone on a bit of a tangent from what we were. That's all right. This is how we do this, bro. The, this, yeah. this whole show is a tangent. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, like to go and say a director is good enough to do this because they haven't had the Academy backing or anything like that is stupid. <laughs> I was waiting well, for it. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, no, you're right. You're right. It's probably one sided for me to say. Yeah, like to turn around and go, well, oh, what's the name directing the Eternals? Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao. To go, well, who is she? Because she's directing the Eternals. Um, and the only reason anyone knows of her is because of an Academy, because she's got an Academy nomination. No, she's, she's got to win. Oh, she's got to win. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. She's got to win. So that's what I mean. Like it carries a lot more weight. It does carry a lot more weight, but with a lot more weight comes the fact that she's got to make a movie that can carry that weight. So you think, so do you think the pressure is going to get to her and she's not going to make a good film? I don't know because there's a lot of star power in that film. There is a lot of star power in that movie. (laughs) Kid Harrington, Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, Selma Hayek, Kamal, the dude yep. from Silicon Valley. Okay. Yep. I, I apologize, Kamal. I cannot pronounce your last name. And I do. Yeah. I refuse um, to try. And then uh, Rob Stark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know his name. I only know him as Rob Stark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's, I was trying to describe um, a TV show to you the other day and I couldn't remember the actor's name. So I just said Arya Stark. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so look it is a big film like that is going to be it's going to be huge yeah I think Um, quietly this is going to be the film that introduces like the more mutants side of the MCU I think this is going to bring in hopefully that will bring in I know they haven't announced it yet but I really want them to because I really like some of my favorite comic books were the X Men comic books. Yeah, same. And, yeah, and to say, I, look, Fox didn't do a bad job. 
Brian, no, Brian Summers. No, Brian Singer or Brian Summers? Brian Singer, who did? Brian Singer, he did the X-Men. He yeah, did he a did. great job. Fox yeah. did He did a really good job. I yeah, think. so like X-Men 1, 2 were great. The last damn was not that, was that pretty great. bad. It was a lot of, it, it was setting up. It was a lot of setups and executions yeah. in that movie that could have been done in number two, I think. Yeah. And, and executed in three, but you know. Look, mm. we'll, I, 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 we'll both admit that X Men Origins Wolverine was pretty rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. It's, I have a Deadpool tattoo, and that is a stain. On the Deadpool legacy. Like, I've been reading uh, Deadpool comics since 06 or 05. Yeah. And to, to see that, to see of all the hype of, like, a Deadpool being portrayed in a film and how Deadpool was going to be introduced in this whole Marvel um, cinematic universe and then be portrayed next to Wolverine, and they have, like, this weird buddy relationship in the comics. And then to see how they portrayed him, even though it was Ryan Reynolds, which he did a great job and he was definitely the part, yeah. they did it horrible. It yeah. was horrible. And then they go after that and they double down on the rubbish and do the Wolverine. Oh, what is up with like Fox's marketing, eh? Like, like X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Wolver- and then, Wolverine and then do the Wolverine. The Wolverine. Then you go, <laughs> oh, we've got to fix this. So let's just reboot the entire franchise or do a pre thing. Yeah. It goes X Men 1, 2. Fantastic. We're on the right track. Fox, you're doing a good job. Yeah. X Men Last Stand. Oh, hang on. That wasn't that great, but okay. That's all right. It's the last one. We'll let it go. (laughs) And then Origin, you're going downhill. Wolverine, bloody hell. You're going really downhill now. Yeah, it's not a good legacy, that one. Let's just reboot. And then you bring out what? X-Men First Class. Which is fine. Yeah, that was first one. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. bad. Which is fine because you want to remake, you want to reintroduce all these characters. And look, James McAvoy as <laughs> Professor X, I don't mind. I like it. I don't mind. And I um I was surprisingly on board when they made him bold. Yeah. And then um <laughs> Michael Fassbender as Bandito. Yeah, I great choice. No I, I, yeah. I like those castings. I actually like the Jennifer Lawrence casting as Mystique yeah. as well. Yeah. I like the Nicholas Holt. I know you, you yep. might mention him, but I like him as Beast. I think he yep. is a good Beast because he looks intelligent and he kind of walks the walk. Yeah. And then yeah. they go into X-Men Days of Future Past, which I, I me personally, I think I love it. I think it is the best out of that sort of prequel. Yeah, definitely. Let me add something on here because I've read, you know, I'll sound like a bit of a nerd, but I've read the Days of Future Past comic before the movie came out and after the fact. Yeah. And the similarities that are in the film as well as the comic book uh, are, are remarkable. They did a really good yeah. job of using like Kitty Pride's power to phase back yeah. to save. In I think in the comic book, it's Cyclops that ultimately sends them back. It's not um, like 
yeah, it's not it's not that team. It's like Cyclops, but Cyclops yeah. got in last stand, so you can't do that because yeah. they, you know, chipped it. Yeah, and um, they and then he he he, he has to save Rogue. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. It's more so, of like a rogue story, but yeah. you know, it's still really good. They did a really good job of capitalizing. Yeah, fantastic job with that. Mm-hmm. And then they go into X Men Apocalypse, and you get Oscar. It got Isaac a bit weird. The big bad, and I didn't like that. And it's horrible. And then yeah. you go Dark into Phoenix. Dark Phoenix, which is horrible. Yeah, and then the I last movie. Say Dark Phoenix, like they did a good job of displaying and kind of explaining the Phoenix Force. Yeah, but I don't think they, they did it well enough. No, I don't think. But how do you portray? Like, okay, comic books. What is the Phoenix Force? It is an a cosmic force that takes the form of like just a massive sun flare that occasionally goes to earth and pick someone and they get all their powers from this massive sun flare and they become like death incarnate. Yeah. Okay. And that goes again. It's a so, hard thing. For like Joe blow citizen. To get her, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like in the comic book yeah. world, it's under, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll tangent again. It's like them explaining the multiverse now for people that have yeah, already, okay. have already lived in the multiverse, like in the comic books, we understand it. And yeah. we have a grasp of it. We understand that um, Earth C53 uh, or, or our, what's ours? Earth is 53, I think. But we understand that there's there's one Earth and then there's another Earth that exists on yeah. a plane. You know, we understand the concept of the multiverse because we've been reading about it for the last, like, 20 years. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so then- I'll, I'll set up the Dark Phoenix there. Yeah. So... We go into Dark Phoenix, and then what? The last film that Fox did before Disney got the rights back was what was it? The New Mutants, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was the new. I haven't seen the New Mutants, well, but it I was personally the, haven't seen it. And Logan, so, what? Oh, and look, out of that out of all of them. Michael Mangold and Hugh Jackman making Logan is by far and large the best film out of that whole series. It's probably one of the best superhero films. Yeah. Because it tells a it's dark. it tells a wonderful story. It's a good story as well. Like, like yeah. it makes it's, you feel the unstoppable killing machine. You, yeah. you know, it gives gave Wolverine a heart. Yeah, exactly. And then look, Fox did they did justice to Deadpool, but they gave the directors the license yeah. to do it. Yeah, they did. And I think that would have been a part of that contractual clause. Cause I yeah. think you gotta, yeah, you gotta think that the people that were steering that project was like, who was the director? Todd Phillips? Oh no. Wasn't it? It was Tim Miller. The first one, wasn't it? Tim Miller. Tim Miller. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. You might have to look that up. Yeah. 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 No, I think Todd Phillips did the Joker. Todd Phillips did the Joker. Which yeah, is a whole other kettle of fish over there. Yeah, it's a whole that's a that's a DC side of things. So I'm talking about that. <laughs> yeah, so Tim Miller <laughs> did Deadpool yeah, One. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think he he Ryan Reynolds and Rob Leefield, like the original creator Deadpool. I think they were really steering for creative control over that yeah. one. Yeah, and I yeah. think they really fought. I think they did a good job of whoever released the footage. I know no one's come out and fully admitted it, but whoever released the footage, that was the greatest marketing campaign ever. Oh yeah, exactly. But then leak that footage. Then they get rid of Tim Miller because they have. Um, or from, this is what I've read. I don't know how true it is, mm. but Fox wanted more control over what was going on. Yeah. And Reynolds, Tim Miller said, no, no, no. If I'm going to write the script, I'm going to write the script and I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Yeah, and of course. And we're going to do what we want to do. Yeah. And then they got rid of him. Like he left. The, he, he left. Yeah. And I remember was, that. Yeah. Dave, it was uh, David Lich. Lich? Lich? David Lich took over Deadpool 2. Ah, uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Deadpool 2 is still fantastic. Still no, it's great. great. But it's... But you can... Well, since you've said that, you can see how that film's MA and not yeah. R. And not R, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I think by that stage, Fox knew Disney were coming. Yeah. Like well, that, Disney... I think, well, Deadpool 3 is going to be very interesting to see how they... I think they're going to use Deadpool 3 to tie in like Doctor Strange, Masters of the Multiverse. I've got a feeling. That's my feeling. See, I feel I, like... I feel because Kevin Feige, who, if you don't know, is the head of Marvel Studios. Yes. To the people out there. To, to the people, yeah. To is, the it people. Fi- is it... Let's just get this. Let's just nut this out real quick. Is it Feige or Feige? Or is it like tomato, tomato? I I say Feige because that's how I've heard other people say it. Like like a comical, I think it's sort of one of those things, like you said, it's like potato, potato sort of thing. It's Stefan or Stefan. No, it's not. It's just Stefan actually. Yeah. So, but it's like, it's just, the way people see it and say it. So, like, we are Taylor, but, like, how some people might say it, it's like, we just say Taylor, <laughs> and then some people will say, oh, it's Taylor. No one says that. No. <laughs> no one says that. No. Our last name is so common. It's a bad example. Okay. Okay. Our last is a bad example. <laughs> Right. Okay, all right, well, then fine. A better example is Bathurst. Yeah, we yeah, grew up it. in Bathurst. Yeah, we say Bathurst, but people who don't grow up there say Bathurst because that's how it's spelled. Yeah, they do. I'll give you that one. It's super frustrating. Yeah, it is super frustrating. So, mm. to everybody out there, it's Bathurst. Yeah, it's Bathurst. Bathurst. Do you want to know the story of how Bathurst got named? Not really, but... Do you know the story? No, I'm going to tell you anyway, all right? Because, all right, so this is the story I got told by um, our godfather, right? This is, this is the story he got told. So if, if you don't know, Bathurst is in, was the very first inland settlement from the, the British uh, Empire that came to um, kind of settle Australia, as it were. I'm not going to get into, like, land rights and stuff, but the, they, they used convicts from Britain to make the roads through the Blue Mountains 
and to to kind of pave a, a way inland. They use convicts and, you know, there's old convict trails and convict roads, like the old um, mountain way or whatever it is to, to get there. And then when they got to uh, these convicts, because they were the first ones to get to uh, the, the, you know, this inland sediment, and they come across, which is now known as Ben Shifley Dam. And the, the convict seen it and said, I'm going to have a bath first. Hence name Bathurst. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I don't know how ridiculous that story is or how true that story is. It's one one of those folklore ones that you kind of wish is true, but you know it's not. Like it's just named after bath in fucking. um, I'm going to have a bath first. Yeah, that's how. That's how. That's how it's just named. I'm going to go back from our tangent. Yeah, yeah, tangent yeah. On the tangent. yeah, so did Jonah Hill? <laughs> he oh, didn't wait, win one. We're going that far back before we're going back to. No, oh. no, you. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no, because you did answer me on that, didn't you? Well, okay. No, I didn't. Jonah Hill <laughs> has never won an Oscar. He was nominated oh, okay. for Moneyball. You got done for Wall Street. All right. Okay. All right. So he did get nominated for Wolf Wall Street. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah right. Ah. And then mm. what we go into now? What I was going with with all yeah. the X Men films is right. Yeah, yeah, go. Is that I reckon Deadpool three is going to lead into the X Men. It's going to bring the mutants in. Yeah, but I think the Eternals is going to do that because Deadpool three is not till like I think it's it's like September next year or something. Oh, just, okay. I think it's well, next year. No, no. But, okay, so going back, Kevin Feige has all like he's announced what's coming up. Like we know we're getting the Fantastic Four. Like, yeah, Marvel's yeah. first family, and we know we're getting um, Quantumania. We get we yeah, know we're what? getting the multiverse. Yeah, um, Love and Thunder. I think that's the Love next one. Like, yeah, Shang Chi. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Are you excited for Shang-Chi? Because this is exclusive. Like, if you're not listening to this real time, which you won't be, but where we are, it comes out tomorrow. So I'm very excited for Shang-Chi to come out. I am looking forward to it. But the only problem is, okay, we're right, as of right now, mm. we're all in a lockdown. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in Australia, <laughs> or in America, they're going to be able to go to the cinemas and watch it. Mm. But in Australia, we can't. No, Unless you're Disney in Queensland, because <laughs> Queensland you can do whatever you want. Apparently, no. Well, well, they're out of there without getting. Look, this show is not about talking about no. The okay. lockdown. I'm talking about you know the certain pandemic that's going on because if, if you're coming here for that conversation, you are very much in the wrong place. Yeah. Okay. So getting away with that, right? Getting away from that. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. The timeline. Yeah. So. So what's after have- Eternal? We got Shang Tsung, and then we have Eternals. Which oh, are you going to say it is? <laughs> it's going to be good. It is going to be good. I, look, don't it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It is, gonna but be it's going to be. It's going to feel very setty uppy, and it's going to be resented because the Eternals in the comic books are so strong and so powerful. It's just going to leave a lot of questions like where why were they when Thanos where was. Were they? 
where were they when like New York was being invaded? Like exactly. where were they when Mandarin was like blowing up Iron Man's house? Like, yeah. you know, where was he when, you know, Whiplash was beating up Iron Man? I'm only thinking of Iron Man references for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just to say, Eternals is going to be good. Yeah. I don't disagree, but I disagree with your theory that that's going to be the way they introduce mutants. Yeah. Because the Eternals feel more like alien than they do mutant. Yeah, but this is what they have in common with mutants. Yeah. Born with powers. Yep. Okay, fair. So we go Shang Tsung Eternals. Yeah. And then to finish the year, we get what everyone's been waiting for is Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Which... yeah. Well, I think that that's another can. I think we'll talk about that next week or another time. Yeah. Because so that's, that's a big thing. That's a whole other thing. But that, Tune in next week. That's, <laughs> that's going to be a thing. Then we actually get the Hawkeye series. Actually, I can I just quickly say on yeah. Spider-Man, you know, it had the most watched. It's a, it was on its first day on YouTube. It was the most watched thing in YouTube yeah. history. It was like three hundred seven. Yeah, th- sorry, three hundred fifty-five million views in one day, in like ten hours or something. something yeah, ridiculous. that is crazy, man. I don't like, know if that was the final number, but that's huge. Look, in saying that, I've I watched it twice. <laughs> Yeah, Ray watched so, it twice. I watched it twice. Yeah. yeah. I watched it four times actually, because I was trying to see who the gallery figure was. I'm I'm in two worlds. We'll quickly touch on it. I'm in two worlds if it's Lizard or Venom. Well, okay. So they've already announced the Sandman's in it. Yeah. Well, that's obvious because there's sand in the trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh yeah. Oh man, did you get chills when you seen Doc Ock? Oh, dude. Alpha Molina. Oh yeah. I know. I got chills. I don't chills. think there's ever been a better portrayed villain in any Marvel film than Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. Well, you know, obviously William Defoe as Green Goblin's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good, but <laughs> and I would say that the Mandarin Ben Kingsley's Mandarin is pretty good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's pretty yeah, he's pretty- but I'll give you Alfred Molina is top five. Yeah, all right. So we go from <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home yeah. to the Hawkeye is it series. Lovers? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So we get the Hawkeye series. That's going to be good. I like what they're doing with all these TV series. They are yeah. quite good. It creates a lot of expositionary dialogue that wastes time in films. Yeah. Which is a really good thing. And then know? we get uh, Ms. Marvel. So, all the Marvels or Miss Marvel? No, Ms. M. S. Yeah, Kamala Khan. Yeah, Kamala Khan. I was trying to remember the name. Yeah. Okay. Then we get Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Which, well, we know that's the the side plot's going to be Scarlet Witch trying to find her kids that she's just grown. Yeah. (laughs) And then, but see, then they've got. Strange in Spider-Man leads into this one and all sort of makes a bit more sense. Mm. But if you read like a lot of the comics, a lot of the like the nexus of reality 
esque ones, the multiverse ones, even like some of the Fantastic Four stuff, like, you know, where it relates to the multiverse. Doctor Strange is like always not necessarily prominent, but he's always he's always there spoken about giving advice on the multiverse. Yeah. Cause he's like the, which is actually, it's actually interesting that they say in, like he says in the, um, in the trailer of Spider-Man No Way Home, he says, this is all about the multiverse. And we know, a, like we know a staggering amount of nothing about it or something along those yeah. lines. And he's meant to be like the foremost like expert yeah, exactly. on the multiverse. So it's, you know, exactly. it's pretty it's crazy. So anyway, get so, that. Then we get Love and Thunder. Yeah, that's going to be good. For Love and Thunder. No mm. idea how this is all going to link in. And then we got Guardians 3. Well, that's, that's just in pre-production. So that's good. I, I reckon that's going to be 24 before we... Yeah. Even... Well, James yeah. Gunn's, I'm pretty sure, is back directing it. Yeah, he is directing it. Because he yeah. wasn't for a little bit. Well, this will be his last, I think... This yeah. will be his last film he ever does with Marvel. Yeah. I think there's a lot of... Yeah. It, just, it was just a bit messy. Yeah. It was a after, lot of... Yeah. yeah in like, a lot of I think it was... Yeah. It was the, it was like a lot of contractual dispute. And they, were, they weren't treating him fair. Like, I'm a Marvel guy. And I'm a Marvel fan. But, like, sometimes the way Disney, like, does business is... Like just it just ends up messy. Like this yeah. whole like Scarlett Johansson and Emma Stone. Like I think they're in like an active lawsuit now about like not earning money from yeah. the Disney Plus release and the Premier Access release and that. Yeah, which I think you know that's bad on the actors, man. Eh? Like that's yeah. not you know that's a part of their revenue earning and it should yeah. be it shouldn't be a hidden thing. You know, because I guarantee you, like, because like The Rock and who's the girl in the Rock movie? Jungle Cruise? Oh, uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. I guarantee that they, because they did a Disney, it was a Disney thing and it was a film, a Disney idea, I guaranteed them having, they would have got, you know, let's say 10% of the Disney Plus or Disney Premier Access. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a certain percentage of those because it was a Disney thing. But because this is a Marvel thing, and oh, actually, Cruella's a Disney thing, but yeah, it's Cruella's a Disney, a Disney thing. thing as well. But yeah, I don't problem, know. Okay, this is where you have the problem, right? Jungle Cruise came out during when all this sort of when this releasing on the premiere access came out. Mm. Cruella was meant to come out long before premiere access started. Yeah. So, it's one say, of those things yeah, that as well, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, where maybe because everything it before Coella had come out, it was already finished. It had been finished for a year. It was done. It just had to be released. Yeah, and that's right. Now they have now they're just making them and then just trying to go, well, how what platform can we release it on? Like, yeah, they definitely need. Quick. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it just, mm, it just, it doesn't look clean. No, Even though, it doesn't. I'll admit, it does not look clean. Like, by contractually, it it just leaves a stain, and because yeah. Marvel's attached themselves to Disney, it's a stain on them as well. Yeah, 
But I guarantee, look, like Kevin Feige didn't sign the contract for Scarlett yeah. Johansson. The, but the thing is now is Disney because of Marvel and even because of Star Wars and because of Fox, Disney have all the best directors. They have a plethora. Right yeah. now. They have yeah. a plethora of yeah. they've got they have they they they're the future of yeah. streaming. Like this Paramount Plus is such it'll be absorbed by Disney. Oh dude. Like, <laughs> like Amazon will be absorbed by Netflix. Look, you look at what Disney owns and what like the commercial rights Disney have. Yeah, it's crazy. ESPN, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that's a Disney product. Yeah, yeah, and like, um, and then everything else Disney has: Star Wars, um, Marvel, Fox. Them having to, them having Fox is huge. Yeah, and I think, but I think remember they've only got Fox in terms of the movie and television side not the fox news side of things well that's good so because <laughs> fox going... news is horrible yeah. that is probably the one oh, you know i'm not here to talk about politics and news but they have the worst track record for like actually covering news <laughs> yeah so right let's <laughs> let's get off our tangent <laughs> yeah, yeah, back we'll go, to we'll go back. yeah, we'll go back on track. Okay, so going back to yeah. what's coming out for Marvel, we get Love no. and Thunder. Yeah, so what's after Love and Thunder? We get She Hulk, oh, TV yeah. series. Yeah, and then you get uh, Black Panther, Wakanda yeah. Forever, which yeah. I'm really curious about how they're going to do. And I'm, it's going to be Shuri. Yeah. It's going to be the, the sister, for yeah, sure. Uh, but I love the fact the that... Um, uh, is it Ryan Cougar? Cooley? Huh? Uh, Ryan Cooley. Oh, what's his name? The director? Of Black Panther? Yeah. Nah. Nah, I can't remember. Yeah. For some reason, I just think of Spike Lee. But I know it's wrong. <laughs> 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 I just feel like he's directed every prominent like African American movie in the last twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> I just think of Spike Lee when it comes okay. to so, black and anything. We get a new Black Panther, and then we get the Marvels. Yeah, right. Oh, hang on, when when do we get the Moon Knight? Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Um, hang on, we get. Hang on, I'm just looking. We get the Marvels, then we yeah. get the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, good. Then we get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> then we get Ant Man and the Wasp in Quantum Mania. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always liked. Underrated. 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 Yeah, Paul yeah. Rudd as Ant Man is a good casting. It- it's a winner, and I, I like that. I like the fact that they're not. He's not portraying Ant Man as Hank Pym. Yeah, I think or Michael Douglas does a better job of portraying how arrogant Hank Pym is, rather than like Paul Rudd trying to act like that. Because you know, if you look in the comics, you know Hank Pym's not an old man. <laughs> he's yeah. a young guy, he's similar yeah. age to like Bruce Banner, 
And I, yeah, I think it's cool that Michael Douglas is, you know, it's a my it's it's Ant Man from the comics, <laughs> yeah. Essentially, you know, like he was that young in the in the seventies, you yeah. know. And now he's just an old arrogant man, which is yeah. you know, which is a perfect day. Yeah. So then mm. we get after Ant Man, we get Guardians Free. So is this twenty twenty three now? This is twenty twenty three. We're in twenty twenty three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then we get Fantastic Four, but who knows? That's a mm. guesstimation. Yeah. Then we get Blade. Then we get Blade with Mashasha. Uh, Ali. Oh, Ali. Yeah. Yeah. Mashaka Ali. Yeah. Or the other way around. Ali Mashaka. No, no. Mashaka. Mashala. Mashala Ali. Mashala. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to be fantastic. That's going to be good, man. I've seen like um, I think someone did like a. Um, similar to like a deep fake or whatever. Yeah. You know, did like a face rendering of him like in the Wesley Snipes like blade outfit. And yeah, oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that looks pretty awesome. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. we get Deadpool 3. Yeah. Then we get Captain America 4. Yeah. That's then, exciting. It's okay, a new so, wave. It's a new yeah. world with Anthony Mackie. Yeah. It's kind of intense. Yeah. And then these are all on and out. Like they've got TBA'd. Moon Knight, the series, Secret Invasion, the series, Iron yeah. Heart series. Iron Heart, that's what I was gonna ask you about, dude. Because that's confirmed yeah. in production, isn't it? Yes, that is confirmed in production. But there's yeah. it's still a TBA. Yeah. Um, then we get the Armor Wars. Oh yeah. Man, Don Cheadle's gonna be old as by the time Armor Wars <laughs> comes out. Like is he, like when are they gonna, they're gonna get like William Hurt to like reprise his role as General Thaddeus Ross at like oh. 80. Like, what the what's going on, man? I don't know. And then you get which I think is quite cool is the I'm Groot series. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I did see that on our uh, Marvel's Instagram. I think Ryan Cooler is the director of Black Panther because he's getting a Wakanda TV series to do. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I wonder where they take that TV show. Do they show, like, the rise and, like, technological gain of, like, Wakanda, or do they add it on? Or from, like, do the they do it as, like, a maybe uh, a spin-off on, like, the different tribes in Wakanda? Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Because it's, so. like, as advanced as Wakanda is... And seems there's there's st- they still practice like very old fashioned and have like traditional values like they fight to yeah. see who's <laughs> the Black Panther <laughs> King yeah <laughs> yeah 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 it's pretty interesting it's very barbaric but it's very civilized at the same time yeah, mm, yeah. interesting and yeah I think yeah I think uh, I like the idea of Wakanda it'd be nice if it existed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Similar to a lot of, um, you know, the, the generation that didn't read comics, they read Harry Potter books. They, you know, really want Hogwarts to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Us comic book guys want like Rumekistan and Genosha. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I believe that if they were going to introduce the X-Men anywhere in here and at any point, it's got to be 
around the the Fantastic Four Deadpool free stage. Okay. So do you think that's because of rights? No, because they have the rights already. So they, yeah, right. they okay. have the rights. It's not it's not because of not having the rights. Like that's they are, look. Marvel don't have the rights to one thing, and it's the one big thing they're missing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's a big one. Yeah, and but so Marvel have everything back. They're you better tell the tell the audience what it is. <laughs> well, okay. So for anyone who does not know, Marvel do not have the rights to Spider Man, yeah. which is why there's this. There's always been a big beef between Marvel, <clears throat> Marvel Studios, since it got reintroduced, and Sony trying to get those rights back. Now, there's rumours that Sony only have a couple of movies left they can do with Spider-Man and all the Spider-Man franchise. But who who knows? Who knows, man? Because at first it was three movies, so the Sam Raimi trilogy. At first, it was those three. And then yeah. they come out and said, oh, but we have the rights for another three. And then yeah. we got the two um, Garfield ones. And then yeah. they come out and said, oh, we've also got three Venom movies we've got the rights for. And, and, and then it, a Sinister Six movie. And then a Sinister, that's right, and a Sinister Six movie, which was meant to be the setup for, like, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was the setup for that. Yeah. And so, then- yeah, I don't know. If they're just going to pull another after, like, Venom, let there be... Actually, that got um, postponed till next year. Did you see that? No, it didn't. Yeah. It was meant to come out next week and got postponed till next year because they want the big... Yeah, they want the worldwide big cinema release. See? Quick Google. Yeah. Sony. Yeah, Sony. Yeah. And that's what this, you know, Disney and... Because at the end of the day, Disney want Marvel's best interest because that's going to generate the most income. Yeah. You know, and Sony want that. They want to generate the most income. And indirectly, because Spider-Man's a Marvel product, he's like the money still goes to Disney. No matter what they do, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. Because yeah. at the end of the day, people are going to pick up Marvel stuff because that's what the brand's attached to. Yeah, that's Sony exactly. Have, you know? So. Um, what the hell? We just went on the tangent. And I've lost my train of thought. Yeah. So, um, what we're talking about, right. we're talking about Sony's in seemingly infinite rights <laughs> to yeah, the Spider Man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, no, we're talking about where the X Men fit in. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go Marvel Cinematic universe thing like you think that it might get introduced later this year in eternals i think it's still gonna i think it's still a couple of years away i think so i think they've got to plant the idea similar to how they planted the idea of thanos at the end of the first avengers yeah yeah i think they got to plant the seed now so then when it does come out it's like it's the after credit scene because i'm interested to see what after credit scene is similar if it's going to be an eternals one or it's going to be a spider-man one it won't be a Spider-Man one, actually. No. But, I don't think yeah, they I mean, can take that one. The Shang-Chi one, even like... Um, because it's because it's not a part of anything, yeah. that's where it's 
Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's going to be harder. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see what, if they do do one, yeah. where it goes and what they Actually, choose to show. Yeah. Speaking of after film um, scenes, like end of credit scenes, mid credit scenes, whatever you want to say. Yeah. I saw on the old face tube that uh, <laughs> there is a cinema in America that have a board with all the movies on there that are currently showing. And then they put mid credit scene, end credit scene. And they actually tell you which movies have either a mid credit scene or an end credit scene. I'm not on board. Well, okay. I, I think half the, half of the, the, the best thing about a Marvel movie, let's say, is waiting. Is yeah. waiting because they've already set the precedent for. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Actually, here's a bit of trivia. Do you know what the first Marvel-related movie had an after-credit scene? No, I don't. X Men: Last Stand. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was surprised as well when I was watching it. Um, I hung out for the ending, and there's a scene. Because, spoiler, this is a big spoiler if you're ever going to watch X-Men The Last Stand, which came out 15 years ago. (laughs) If you're ever going to watch it, this might ruin it. But when Jean Grey kills Xavier, like, in the street, like, makes him explode or whatever, there's a a pre-bit in that scene where he talks about being able to move his consciousness telepathically. Yeah. And it describes... Um, he talks about his findings with this doctor that, and she's looking after a comatose patient. And yep. the very end scene is Professor X waking up in that comatose body oh. and saying to that doctor, yeah, it's really cool, man. Hey, it's a cool little scene, like a little tidbit there. But I'm pretty yeah. sure it was the first one to have it. Right. Mm. Yeah, but, what, but, you know. I didn't know it. You know, no, didn't know it. Right. You know. That's a bit of trivia for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Not on board. I like waiting. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look, for some movies, okay. It's exciting. No, but in saying that, right, there are a lot of movies now that come out with mid-credit scenes, end-credit scenes. Yeah. Not yeah. just Marvel. Like, I watch... Cruella, and it has a mid-credit scene. You're in the cinema. Like, do you really want to, if it's not a Marvel film or, say, DC film, do you really want to sit there and watch all the way to the end credits and for the hope there might be something? Or would you just rather know that in, say, say Cruella? Yeah. When the movie's finished, would you rather just get up, get out, and go and do... Go, go, start heading home. Or would you rather well, know there is a mid credit scene that you can stay for and watch, and then you can get up and leave after that? I don't know. That's a hard one, man. Eh? Because I think, or oh, I'll give you an example, and it's a Marvel film. When we watched the Iron Man's and the Captain Americas, there were after credit scenes, and then we watched Thor the first Thor and it said Thor will be the, in the Avengers. And that's all it said. 
Yeah. That was disappointing. That was hugely disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> because it was like, you know, Aussie actor, um, Natalie Portman, you know, Bill Skarsgård, like, uh, sorry, Stellan Skarsgård. It was like a big deal. It was yeah. a big deal of a movie. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, of course, Tom Hiddleston. And then uh, actually, who's the, who's Thor's mom? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, oh. oh. Diane, someone. Uh, I feel like. Anyway, it. Um, yeah, looking it up. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll keep banging on. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was a huge disappointment. So I, I can understand oh, Renee why they. Renee Russo, that's right. And I, I can understand why they don't want to, you know, let people get disappointed. Yeah. by like those scenes and by, you know, essentially wasting your time. But I think that's part of the magic as well. Yeah, yeah right. Like, yeah, fair enough. You know, having that story to tell, like I can tell you that story now, it's funny because, you know, Thor didn't have an after credit scene that sucked. But, you know, it's a story to tell, I think. I think with other films, it's not expected. So they almost have to come with a warning. Yeah. But for a Marvel film, it's like a 50-50 shot whether you get a scene or don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. With a movie like Cruella, you, you just wouldn't think it needs an after credit scene. Oh, mm. eh, no. Okay. I but what does it set up? Like Cruella 2? Okay. Or like yeah. 101 animations? Yeah. You, you know up. what it sets up? <laughs> you set up a live action 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> if you didn't know Cruella was a part of 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> then now you know. You know. Now you know. But, like, okay. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm going to ruin the end credits scene. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but, like, it, it, it works in two ways. So mm. it does work in two ways. It so, definitely serves a purpose. I won't. It, yeah, it can. Won't, yeah. So, um, yeah, with all these future Marvel films coming out and us not knowing, a lot of these movies we know who's in it, who's starring, who's doing it. Yeah. That. Yeah, of course. But that, but you and I have spoken about this on many times, just playing yeah. the Xbox talking between you and I. Well, hang on. Where are you going to go? Because we're an hour 15 in. Okay. <laughs> How okay. long do you want to go for? Well, <laughs> mate, I, I don't care. We can go back. Well, let's go for another. Well, let's do Let's make this on the last topic and then we'll wrap up because okay. I've got to take, take Ray for a scooter ride while the sun's okay. still up. Right. So. Yeah, yeah but go. Four and X-Men. Right? Yeah. We know they're coming. We know we're going to get those films. Who plays who? <laughs> what actors play who? Who plays the Fantastic Four? You almost have. Plays... Okay, go. And who plays? Well, who's I the villain? Well, is it going to be Doctor Doom? Yeah, it is Doctor Doom. Well, is that confirmed? Or is that because Doctor Doom is just always Fantastic Four's number one villain? Okay. What if it's Namor? Well, the Submariner. I... Because they do duke it out. Yeah, that's true. I've uh, I've seen, I've heard rumors that it could be like Doctor Doom with Doom's in it. Yeah, and Galactus. Oh no! And doing a proper 
Oh, how do you do that? That's like the Phoenix Force, man. Eh? Like, it's just, how do you? It's actually, I will say, like, this is a spoiler. Well, I'm going to talk about the Loki series really quickly. Did you, you finished it? Yeah. 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 yeah so, like, Kangi you know, Kangra. you know, what's doing, right? Yeah. They did a good job there. We're making, yeah. he looks like the character from the comic books without all the trimmings. Yeah. You know, essentially he looks like Kang, talks like Kang. He's got the same mannerisms as Kang. Yeah. That is so much harder. With Galactus. That's with Galactus because he's exactly like Kang, except he's 10 million feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> and he has like, he's got like a, a Jewish candle set thing as his helmet. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like there's no like... There's no way to take him. I, I don't know. I think they're going to struggle to like really make him for one, like likable and two, um, acceptable and three and three defeatable. Okay. But I know, you know, larger than life character, he should fall like Thanos. But what about he is 10 million Thanos as high. <laughs> like, that, that's no, okay, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. The in Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange versus goes into wherever he goes, and he versus that. What is it? Creature. Dormammu. Yeah, that thing's meant to be huge. Because he, well, he's a whole realm. <laughs> you have to go to his realm to yeah, find him. But they've set this precedence now in. This that in this MCU that these things are possible. Yeah, that's true. Like bigger. Yeah, I get. You I think get. Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy had ego. Yeah, true. Like you, true. you have set the precedence that Galactus can exist. But he's he's huge, man. What? Do you remember in? Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, he was just gas. Yeah. And Lauren was the voice. Yeah. That yeah. sucked. Okay. Now. No one people like this. They Who did plays the- Reed right. Richards. Who do you think should play Reed Richards and all of all of them? Um, I know who you're gonna say. <laughs> and I know that it's like not confirmed. No, I know it's I- not confirmed. But I would like Michael Jiglis from The Shield to replay the thing. Yeah, I've got no qualms with that. Because he was a really good thing. It was a it was a sucky movie and everything about it sucked, but him as the thing worked really well. Yeah. Because he he just embodied what Ben Grimm was. Yeah. And I would say who I who I would want as human torch. Uh, I'm in two words. I would. I'm in two worlds. I would say Dave Franco. Yeah. Or I would say Zac Efron. Yeah. Because they're both young enough, and yeah. they're both at they're both at that kind of peak that Chris Evans was. Yeah. Okay. Know? So I think I think that would be good, and I think I actually didn't mind the casting of Miles Teller and the other girl as like in the remake yeah. of Fantastic Four, I actually didn't mind that casting. I just don't think they were committed. Yeah. 
let's yeah. say. I don't yeah. think they I don't think they felt like I think they they probably, you know, all credit to them, they're actors, they're doing their trade. But I don't think they were I don't think their heart was fully in that project. You yeah, know what I mean? That's true. I feel like yeah, it wasn't good. So I don't mind that casting, but I would say uh I don't know. I'd have to think on it. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like I'd, I'd have to think on. Like you can throw so many names out there who could potentially fill those roles. But the but, biggest question mark everybody has is who will play Wolverine? Scott Eastwood. You would see Scott Eastwood could play a good Reed Richards, <laughs> or he could play a good Johnny Storm. Yeah, but he's like. But he's got like Clint Eastwood's look of like that. I've seen a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. See, if they hadn't have already put Tom Hardy as Venom, Tom Hardy, I would say, would, would have been a fantastic Wolverine. Yeah. But, yeah, he would. But he would be too... He would be almost too into it. Well, look, <laughs> He'd be like just... walking down the street, you know... Slicing stuff in like an orange and black suit, <laughs> doing weird stuff. I think he's a good choice for Eddie Brock because Eddie Brock in the comics is actually big and like buff. Yeah, I think like Tom, you know, Tom Hardy is a good choice. I don't like Woody Harrelson as Carnage. I'm going to say that. Have you seen the new poster? Yeah, he they have de-aged Woody Harrelson something. Of course they have because he's like it 65. Looks, it looks terrible. He could have played Carnage when he did Natural Born Killers in like '95. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like he could have. Yeah. That's when he could have played Carnage. Yeah. Not now. It's like yeah. casting Morgan Freeman as Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Age appropriate. You know what I mean? Like there's, some, like there's just some roles that people can't do now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I think it's Woody like, Harrelson has great charisma and he's a great actor and I'm confident he's been nominated. Yeah, of course he but has. I just, I just think it's an age-appropriate thing. Yeah. See, and this is where Sony keeps stuffing up with these films. Yeah, like why is Jamie Foxx Electro? Well, no, that's... Okay, well, yeah. That's, that was always an odd one. But that was just because it just doesn't fit the profile. It doesn't fit like yeah. But the only reason Jamie Fox the, is coming back to do that is because the precedence was set. Yeah, yeah. no, like we're stuck with it now. Like <laughs> we can't change. Like he was definitely. I, he's a better choice for Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like he had like more options to play other characters. Like he would have been a good. Um. He could have been anybody. You know what I mean? Like, he could have been anybody. (laughs) But he took Electro. And then it just looks weird because he's African-American and he's... Oh, careful. Yeah. It's weird. It's just a strange... It's just strange everywhere. Like, I'm not fully on board with it. Like, I don't understand. I will say, I did like... um, Oh, the uh, vulture in Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is vulture. Because vulture is old. <laughs> like yeah, vulture is good. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, that's an age-appropriate role because Vulture is old. And Michael yeah. Keaton, I'm very sorry, Michael Keaton, you are my favourite Batman. But he oh, is old. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, like, this shit fits. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, what's, what I was going to say. But, oh, well. Yeah. So you get Mark. Who was, oh, actually, no. Who was the villain in Spider-Man? Oh, Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake he, could have been a, he could have been a good Reed Richards, actually. Yeah. yeah. Looks similar. I actually, I actually really like Ion Grufford from the first film as playing Reed Richards. I think he was like, because he looked the part. He looked, yeah, the, he looked the part. Yeah, the square head, the, the yeah. grey up the side. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'd have to think about it, man. Eh? Like, oh, I'll have a good hard think about who could play yeah. Oh, back to you, man, Because, eh? yeah. I know you're, you're going to say John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, yeah, which so is I, a good... It's good. Like, you see, like, the deep faces of them as those characters. Yeah. And it sort of just works. You, you yeah. kind of look at it and you go, oh, that might just work. Well, Do it's like... John yeah, Krasinski go, was meant to... was in line to play Captain America... Yeah, I'm happy that didn't happen. Yeah. But <laughs> no offense, Do you remember when they announced Chris Evans as Captain America and everyone went, you can't play bloody Captain America. You're already Johnny Storm. No, I think the only people saying that was us. <laughs> the comic book notes, everyone else was like, he just doesn't look like American. <laughs> Everyone else was more hung up with how we looked. We're like, he was already a superhero. Like, you can't, he doesn't get two opportunities to play a superhero. That's not fair. Well, oh, okay. So, should we Brad Pitt? I don't know. Brad Pitt's already been in the Marvel MCU, mate. Can't As Invisible Man. Is he? <laughs> in, De- in Deadpool 2? Yeah, Deadpool 2. <laughs> Or something like that. The greatest character ever. <laughs> it's so I only see him for like half a second. Yeah. When he gets a the best day, I love it. X Four. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. X Force is good. That's it. Yeah. I hope they do more with the X Force in Deadpool Three. Actually. Yeah, I do too. Mm. All right. Well, on that note of. Um, Brad Pitt being one of the, being, you know, playing one of the greatest Marvel characters known to uh, <laughs> the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going to end it on that note. And yep. look, thank you everyone for joining us for this lovely insight into my mind and my brother's mind. If you enjoyed the show or really, really liked it, you can go and subscribe to this podcast on. Uh, Spotify, Google, iTunes, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, we're, we're there and you can go find it there. And you can you can actually leave, you can actually tick the little follow and bell on Spotify and you'll get notified when a new episode comes out. And you can, you know, always be updated. And if, if you really want to, if you're really, you know, if you really like this, this episode and this content, you can go to the Instagram page, which is My Mind Podcast which is My Mind Podcast with no vowels, right? So it's M-Y-M-N-D-P-D-C-S-T. Or if you really feel inclined to get in touch, you can shoot an email to mymindpodcast at gmail.com. And they're all the places. 
that you can contact us. You can actually, I've got a Facebook page. You can go to that and like that and be a part of the group and get involved and throw down some typical conversations. But after that, um, I will, we'll, we'll talk to each other soon, I'm sure. And that's it. Goodbye. Have a great week.